Hot Dish Podcast. I'm Justin Paprocki. I'm the digital media manager here at Gulf Shore Life Magazine. And today, as always, I'm joined by Dorothea hunter Sonay, our food and wine editor. And we are talking about perhaps our biggest story of the year, the 10 best new restaurants, our annual uh, story that comes out in January each year. Um, we're talking about 2019. What are our 10 best new restaurants here? I think one of the sort of biggest questions that people have, aside from what restaurants are on the list, is sort of how does this come about? How do you take this task on of determining the 10 best new restaurants uh, each year? So, Dorothea, yes. How do you so, do that? So it's a long and really tiresome process of eating (laughs) so many meals and coming home and feeling like I could be rolled out in a wheelbarrow. Um, (laughs) so basically what the way I do it is every year, obviously we have a lot of new restaurants that open down here, especially for like our season. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much like go and check out all of the restaurants that have really made a splash. Like the ones that are, serious contenders and even the ones that are what someone might not think as you know maybe one of the more preeminent openings i'll still go and i'll eat there and a lot of times i'm pleasantly surprised Hmm. um so for example there were some in um in the lee county list that i you know if you heard about it you know in the planning phases and then and you might have thought, oh, this would probably not be like a best new restaurant, but then you go and it's amazing and the mm-hmm. experience is like really new and interesting and cool and the food's like just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It makes it on the list. Yeah. Um, and it's actually pretty hard to narrow down, believe it or not. Like yeah. we really have like such a plethora of restaurants down here um, for, you know, for the size of our market. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it just seems like there's this kind of rotating door, you know, and, and, and it is like a sad fact of the restaurant business that, you know, about half of them in the span of three years don't make it. Mm-hmm. And so it yeah. creates this culture, not just here, but across the nation where there's constant turnover in the dining scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of this feature, what's nice about it is that it's a way to give a shout out to the places that are making a mark and you know hope that this will help engender interest and you know keep them going so that they'll be here and be a presence for a long time to come Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and that's i was going to say that that it's uh at the end of each year usually a look back at the last year and there's usually a couple that don't quite make it through so it's very sad that we don't um, and we have such turnover, but it's also exciting that there's still that much interest in people to take that venture to open a new restaurant exactly. here. And a lot of, I guess, you know, high caliber, I can't, you know, I'll think back of the places that I lived. It would be hard in some spots to even come up with 10 decent restaurants that open in a year. You know, I'll say like a, a Taco Bell or something like that. You know, it's, no. And here we have hard, the. Yeah. And here I have the opposite problem. I'm sitting there, you know, ready to pull my hair out of my head at mm-hmm. like one in the morning. Some nights, like, oh my gosh, do I pick this one or do I pick that one as the final mm-hmm. one for the Collier list or do I, yeah. you know, can I, you know, include this one and not that one? You know, like it. It definitely. Um, it definitely causes some late nights and lost yeah. sleep just because I agonize over it because I know I want my readers to really have a great list. But also it, it does mean something to the restaurants involved because it's yeah. such a fickle business. 
you know, it's it's a nice, um, you know, uh, nod to them if, mm-hmm. if they make it on the list and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, how many, t- how, many uh, how many, I guess, w- at what point do you feel comfortable uh, saying, okay, this is a great new restaurant? Could it be that first time you're there, or that second, third time, or how does that work for you? Does it, it just kind of um, depend on the, the I place? Think it depends on the place, but I mean, there are some places that you just go to and you're like blown away by everything, you know, the service, the quality of the food, the innovation behind the food, the um, the atmosphere, you know, there are just some restaurants that really are a step above. And usually, a lot of times those come from uh, groups or people who have been in the game for a while and they know what they're doing. Like, yeah. for example, the Aielis, that couple behind um, Dorona. Mm-hmm. Dorona is one of our top ones for Naples, mm-hmm. uh, the list. And, you know, they own Sea Salt, they own Barbatella, they opened up a second Sea Salt in St. Petersburg mm-hmm. um, before getting around to Dorona. So they definitely know, and, and they had been longtime beloved restaurateurs up in the D.C. area yeah, yeah. before here. Um, so, you know, I remember when we walked into Dorona, we were like, oh, yeah, this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like this place is the full package. And, yeah. and even then, I, I did want to go back several times to just make sure you know are the servers always this friendly are mm-hmm. is it always this efficient you know is the fish always cooked that way or the steak always cooked that way you know yeah. um so it, it does usually take a few rounds of eating before i'm like okay this is this is a good one yeah yeah and then you know some of them do have it's a new restaurant they have hiccups things may not course, be yeah. entirely correct lately, yeah. lately. so that's that's and a challenge I, for them too yeah and i try to put that in my writing um so for example i um when i went to viet village in lee county it's in fort myers kind of like the southern end of fort myers um off of 41 and that restaurant it, it's like the food was great i mean i remember sitting there and i took my mother-in-law as my date for one of the nights and we sat there and we just didn't speak a word for about like 20 minutes as we Mm. were like gobbling down like the pho and the um and the clay and the rice clay pot and Mm -hmm. i mean it was just that good but we we had been looking around earlier in the night and we saw like dirty tables that had to be bust and Mm -hmm. you know we and I, I do mention that in the piece that like the service is pretty slow and it's it, and I think it's like a work in progress, but it's worth it if you want that incredible meal, um, yeah. you know, and it's a cute little atmosphere. They did a nice job renovating the space that they took over. Um, so, you know, I try to make mention of the areas where there there is room for growth. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, that leads us in. Let's kind of go through here talk about each of the, the the places a little bit and of course go to gulfshorelife.com to read see the full list and to see great photos and read more about each of the restaurants but going down the list here collier county we've got the claw bar here what can you say about the claw bar yeah so the claw bar um i joke around that it's kind of like the bay house 2.0 mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> so the claw bar it was um started as i guess like a downtown sister to the really popular and well-established um the bay house up in north naples Mm. um and it has you know it's independent dishes separate from the bay house and really what's um fantastic with the claw bar is the chef 
Andy Hunter, who made like a real name for himself at the Bay House, he's running the claw bar, hmm. um, and he's he's great. He's um, really like creative, and um, you know you know that he runs his kitchen well. Like the food is always consistent, and what's also nice too is he's there, and you can often see him, which is kind of nice too. Like he takes an active interest in like making sure guests feel like at home. Hmm. And I will say this. Collier, some years Lee has a fabulous field and it's mm-hmm. really deep, but, but this year, a lot of years Collier kind of like takes the takes the cake with that. And yeah. this year, um, Collier had a very strong list of contenders and I mm. have an honorable mention section of the list. And yeah. there was one place in particular, Fuse Barbecue, where I, it's, it's not like your typical pick for a list like this. Yeah. And I guess ultimately that's kind of how it didn't make it in the top five. The, I do it usually top five Collier, top five Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, but Collier was so strong, like Fuse Barbecue and the Rooster and mm-hmm. Low Brow mm-hmm. Pizza. Like they all are so unique and the food quality is amazing for, um, you know, more casual places. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the Claw Bar was number one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we had we talked a little bit about uh, Dorona. I've mm-hmm. been there. It's one of the few, actually, unfortunately, that I've uh, that I've been to so far. Um, but yeah, we had an excellent experience there, and took the whole family. So it was, yeah, yeah it's very good. It's very cool. And it's a very it's an interesting concept. So the ILA's um, Fabrizio, he's the chef owner, and you know, I guess like the head partner. And it, he's from um, Venice in Italy and mm-hmm. so a lot of what they do has like an Italian streak and so this is they're calling it an Italian steakhouse hmm. but really it's so much more than that and I think that was partially uh, you know partially by by choice at the beginning but also realizing that people like having that breadth of offerings um, from them like you know mm-hmm. that they can have it Bartel or sea salt um, so yes, they have these like um, very high quality like top cuts of beef that you can order, but there's also great like catches of the day and mm-hmm. pastas and antipasti um, salads. They have mm-hmm. a pretty big lunch crowd too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sales restaurant. I've walked by it many a time and looked at the menu. I've not been there yet, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what what about yeah, sales? Yeah, so that's on the corner of Fifth Avenue South and Third Street South. Um, they took over an old bank building and made it this ultra high end European style, like genteel uh, dining room and mm-hmm. bar. Um, I mean, it's the type of place where, you know, they'll give you a little stool to put your purse on if you're a lady. <laughs> and Yeah. And I don't know if the waiters have white gloves on, but it's that type of environment. Yeah. It's yeah. really formal. Um, it just feels classy. Yeah. And what's their, um, you know, distinguishing point is they have this... Um, case of seafood it's not really a case it looks like this little ocean of um of seafood on ice that's been flown in from across the world and Mm. i mentioned this in the article a lot of um so you know obviously as someone in my position i i read chatter online i'll read what people are saying on things like yelp and TripAdvisor and open table um and what was really interesting and nice for me to see is that what people had complained about at the beginning in terms of like, oh, it's so pricey, it's so pricey. By the end of the period that I was looking at sales for about a year, 
I I noticed that people started to really understand and appreciate why it was so pricey. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing is, you can go there and order from the prepared entrees and have like a normal priced meal. Mm -hmm. I think what people at the beginning were a little bit taken aback by is if you pick out a turbo from the Mediterranean that's... I think they're turbo in the Mediterranean, but um, you know what I'm saying. Like if you pick out a fish that's imported from the Mediterranean, yeah. fresh, never been frozen, and it's ringing in at like 45 a pound, a lot of people didn't do the math in their head that like the fish that they chose might have been two pounds. Yeah. And so um, I think what's nice is that people are starting to like understand like how that all works. Like you could yeah. say like, oh, I only want like one fillet from the fish, or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or they just realize, okay, I will pay, you know, 70 bucks for like the freshest piece of fish that I can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pricey, but worth it. Yeah. Once for like a big indulgent think meal. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Next on the list, Namba. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think it's pronounced Namba. Namba. Um, okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Namba, it's a niche eatery, but I mean, the thing that's amazing about it is everyone I talk to loves it. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it just, you ha- if you go, you have to understand that you're probably going to get ramen or sushi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very, what I mean by niche is it's a limited menu. It, it's growing, though. They've been adding dishes slowly yet surely mm-hmm. um, as they've gotten their footing. Um, but the ramen, it's it's fantastic. And it's essentially the quality of ramen that you'd expect in a big city. Mm-hmm. down here in Naples, which yeah. is great. And same thing with the sushi. It's um, super fresh, like flown in. Um, it's really good quality fish. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Kareem's Lebanese Kitchen. So Kareem's, what I like about Kareem's is that, and I don't like to group places like this, like as ethnic restaurants, yeah. but what's nice with Kareem's is that if you do make that um if you do group it as like an ethnic restaurant, um, a lot of times when people think of a restaurant in that category, they think, oh, you know, the food might be phenomenal, but I might be eating on like a, you know, checkered floor with, you know, no tablecloths yeah. or whatever. What's nice with Kareem's is that it's it's a legitimately good and authentic um, Lebanese restaurant, but they've also thought of like the sensibilities that diners today and age in like a luxury market like Naples want like mm-hmm. in terms of the style of service or the um the decor um it has this kind of like modern touch but it also feels very Lebanese like there are mm-hmm. maps of Lebanon on the wall um but they're not like a cheesy touristy map that you'd find in an atlas they're yeah. like a pretty art print of a Lebanese map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Excellent. Now moving into Lee County, we've got Gather on Cape Coral. Yeah, so Gather, um, that one was pretty exciting because I didn't really know what to expect when I went. Like, I, I knew that it was going to be probably pretty... I knew it was going to be good. I knew the food would be good um, because it was... Um, it's the second, uh, like, full-on restaurant venture of these two really great... Um, French chefs, um, Fabrice Delatrent and Benjamin Voisin. I hope I'm saying their names right. Mm. Um, but it had, it It was kind of billed as more of like a loungy, like kind of social, almost like a bar kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But what was really nice when I went there is that it did have that. And I and I went there once by myself. And what was really cool is I felt like everyone, the guests, the hosts, like, you know, it was just, it almost felt like cheersy in a way. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and you don't think of that as like something like in this new, more like trendy lounge vibe. Yeah. You don't think of that. Um, when you think, you don't think of like a family kind of, like a very like friendly, close environment or welcoming environment. Um, and also it's like a, it's a restaurant, you know, it's a restaurant plus they have this really nice um, bar scene at night. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Very interesting. And then all the way on Sanibel, T2. Yeah. The food there really surprised me in that it was just, it was so mouthwateringly good. Like every bite was delicious and (laughs) it's way more casual. It's one of my more casual selections on the list, Um, but it's like cute. And again, there's a bar there and, 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 you know, knowing that it was coming from the family behind the restaurant Traders, which has been like an institution on Sanibel for years, Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be good, but I thought it was going to be like a more, a really casual, like kind of more just like sandwich shop, not sandwich shop, but like a sandwich cafe, but yeah. it's, it's a real restaurant. Like the chef who wrote, who, you know, is behind traders. He wrote the menu for this. Mm. Um, and like everything I ate just like tasted so good. Mm. Um, I think I ordered like one time I ordered, I think like four dishes, like for myself. And I thought I was going to take food home. And I literally like, literally, like with every, every dish. <laughs> sounds like an amazing time. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got, uh, I talked about it a little earlier, Viet Village. Yeah. So Viet Village, it's, um, it's this, it's a Vietnamese restaurant. And the fun, little fun fact behind it is that the, the woman, the chef, she, um, she had run a restaurant or restaurants, I think, in the um, Minneapolis area for many, many years and then relocated down here with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this is their restaurant down here. And those restaurants up north had done really well in terms of like, you know, receiving honors and awards and whatnot. Um, and like I said earlier, it's the services, I hope they're working on their service. It was a little unpolished when mm. I was there. Um, but I think when you value a good food and a good meal, um, it was it was excellent. It yeah. was really good and different, you know, not just I mean, I, I love French and Italian and American food as mm-hmm. much as anyone else does. But it's nice to have another world region represented and yeah. have a really good option for dinner yeah. you know, with that. Excellent. Society here in the uh, in Bell Tower. Yeah, so Bell Tower Shops, uh, for any Collier listeners who are not familiar, it's um, it's kind of like a waterside shops, but in Fort Myers, you know, like a mm-hmm. very nice upscale open air open air shopping mall with um, with uh, some anchor stores and restaurants mm-hmm. and society. It took them probably like three years and like so many hoops with like permitting and. Um, you know, like architectural planning and whatnot to get this thing built and ready and open. Um, and it was it was worth the wait. I mean, it's a very uh, sleek and um, kind of like big city-ish, like mm-hmm. younger appealing 
um, restaurant, but you know, anyone can go and enjoy and appreciate the food. Mm-hmm. However, what's also kind of funny and interesting is they're doing a lot of things that, you know, the millennial set in Miami or somewhere would appreciate. Like they have this um, champagne, like champagne brunch, like Sunday fun day. I think oh, it yeah. starts at like two or 3 PM and yes. it's like <laughs> booze galore and like yeah. sparklers and like liquor bottles. And yeah. you know, like it's, <laughs> it has that streak to it yeah. but on a normal night for dinner like it's a it's a place for like a great steak too you yeah know? yeah oh, very cool and then last but not least artisan eatery so yeah artisan eatery that was one that um you know when you were we were talking earlier about do you just know if a restaurant will probably be on the list like you know when you hear about it or what are your expectations do they change this one was one that I probably wouldn't have thought, oh, you know, this is going to end up on the 10 best new restaurants. But it, what's so lovely about it is, um, you know, it was kind of billed originally as like a little cafe in a sandwich shop. And it's, it is that to a degree, but it's more in that it's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner daily, all year long. Um, and it's, it's unusual to be on a list like this because it's fast casual, you know, like you mm-hmm. go to the counter, you order, and then you get your food delivered to you at the table. Um, but everything has this like really lovely touch. Like, so um, it's small and intimate. And really what the driving force of why it's on this list is because the person who owns it, the chef and owner, Tim Yoa, he's like a classically trained chef with like a culinary school degree. Hmm. And he spent his uh, last uh, his last job before doing this was he was the executive chef at the Catch the Pelican at the Naples oh, cool. brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's the type of place where you can go there and you can get like essentially a four star meal at dinner. He'll have like rotating specials at dinner. And he always has specials at brunch and lunch, too. Like, you know, he'll do, like, red velvet waffles and, yeah, like, really cool things. Um, And it's all really delicious. Like, and um, it's, yeah, like, so you wouldn't think, like, a fast casual place would be of that quality, but it is. And that's why it's sort of like a game changer and Mm -hmm. why it ended up on this list. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. That's the 10 for this year. And as we talked about earlier, there are honorable mentions. You can find those on the story on gulfshorelife.com. Now, those are the new restaurants, but there are even newer new restaurants, <laughs> too. What are some of these that are sort of capturing your interest? Yeah, it's uh, true. So, um, so, yeah. So, basically, with our production schedule, I've made it a habit and a point um, to you know not like to basically try to make it so that i'm considering the restaurants that had opened in the past year and sort of like the new crop of seasonal restaurants that are like starting to open in november those ones are usually not able to be considered with like our timing yeah um so one that just opened in late december that's pretty cool i was actually just there last night is the hampton social um it's in Mercado, mm-hmm. and it's uh, a branch of a small chain of the same of restaurants by the same name in Chicago. So there are two in the city of Chicago, and then I think like three outside of Chicago. Um, and it's just what's really it's like a fun place to go for a date night. Oh, cool! Like if you're with um, 
like, you know, your spouse or if you're going out with a couple of couples, mm-hmm. um, it's just like fun. And they have this whole thing. Like it's definitely like that, like rosé all day mindset. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so they have tons of rosé on the menu huh? and the whole place is decorated and it looks like coastal chic and they've got, you know, like lots of seafood dishes, but other things too. And a really great main lobster roll that mm-hmm. was highlight for me <laughs> Very cool. okay. yeah yeah that's um, pretty anticipated too i remember yeah you wrote about that a while back and it's yeah you know, part it's, of the larger changes that are happening at mercado with some new places in there so yeah that's, yeah that's good um and one that's also going in there that's been pretty anticipated too is rocco's tacos it's not yes. open yet but um that should be coming like any week now yeah Um, still waiting yeah still waiting um and another place that opened up recently in naples that i have not yet been to but i want to check out is la pescheria Mm. it's um a seafood focused italian restaurant and it's by the same owners of molto um, molto trattoria it's on fifth Mm -hmm. um right near this la pescheria which is taking which has taken over the space vacated by la bazen um and so I'm I'm excited because Molto is kind of like a sleeper hit on Fifth Avenue. Like yeah. it, it has a good strong following with locals, but it's not. It, it doesn't have like the flash and like the um, following that let's say an Ocean Prime has yeah. or you know the French. Yeah. Um, but it is a you know really good strong place, and so I'm I'm excited for what they're doing with this new restaurant La Pescheria. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And up in Lee County, one place that's um, definitely getting amazing early reviews from just listening to people in town is Ember Korean Steakhouse. Hmm. That opened in December as well. Okay. And um, it's it's basically like a Korean barbecue, so you know, tabletop Korean grilling. Yes. Um, and then they have like fusion dishes like they'll have um you know dishes that have like a korean streak but are not totally authentically korean um plus authentic korean uh plates as well Mm -hmm. and so they're putting a real premium on like the quality of the food so like for example like there is like a type of korean sushi and so like Mm. for that they're grinding their own wasabi root. Oh, wow. Which okay. is great. Like, yeah. because a lot of times when you get wasabi, it's just kind of like a packaged wasabi. Yeah. I mean, it's presented as, you know, wasabi, but yeah. most of where it's, most of where it comes from is not mm-hmm. a freshly ground wasabi root. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. So they're doing things like that, which is really great. It's like elevating the quality just a little, a, yeah. a big notch above what a lot of other places Yeah, are the doing. details do matter. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, very cool. Dorothea, thank you for coming and sharing. Thank you for having me. Yes. And once again, go to gulfshorelife.com or pick up the January issue to see our 10 best new restaurants for 2019.